name's Sid Garza Hillman, and this is what I think. My son is joining the cross-country team going into high school uh, in a couple weeks, starting high school in ninth grade. And uh, joining the cross-country team, kind of cool, giving him a little advanced uh, coaching over the summer because he's supposed to be able to run three miles. So, you know, starting him off nice and slow, and it's hard. He's 14. I can go faster. I go, listen, bro. Sometimes I just call, I say bro, because I'm very, like, I'm like the cool, like super cool. Like, what's up, bro? Slow down, bro. Like that kind of stuff. Anyway, he's doing really well. We did some hill repeats. I joined him. Yeah, I'm going to do it with him doing the hill repeats anyways but he's taking nice long slow runs building a nice base of endurance enjoying it because he's not pushing too hard see there's the the coaching i wish i had had like take it easy you know there's no it's okay you'll start training when you get with your coach but for now enjoy it work on your form nice and relaxed doesn't he's not dreading it all the small stepper stuff cool and i'm charging him Mm. over the weekend i went down to uh, to see a concert, a uh, new artist, Taylor Swift. Now, I'm unapologetically a Taylor Swift fan. For you know who anybody, right? <laughs> I couldn't have said that better. Anybody who knows me knows I uh, love the Taylor Swift. Not everything, not everything, but as a, I'm a legit fan, like legit. Anyway, we went down to see her. Boy, what a production. What a great show. That she, that woman, I'll tell you what, three hours straight, never stopped. Her dancers take breaks, by the way. Not her. She just freaking bailed it. You could tell her she was like feeling it toward the end. I mean, three hours nonstop. I mean, that's an ultra marathon. I'll bet you she ran 17.4 miles. That's my guess. Just because of the whole length of the stage, the crazy thing. There was a thing that the kids did. I don't know why. I don't know the source. I do know that it was a reality. They made a bunch of friendship bracelets and then you're supposed to trade them with people. So I don't, I wasn't involved. I'm a parent. My wife and I went down. But we were just kind of hanging out, but I had a couple on. And and my daughter got me one that I wanted. There's a song called Cowboy Like Me, which is one of the great songs like of all time, but it's also my favorite Taylor Swift song ever, Cowboy Like Me, if you ever want to, you know. And um, so I got the, I had a Cowboy Like Me friendship bracelet. And I was like, that's kind of cool. Like I'm not going to wear it all the time or to work, for instance, but I was kind of stoked about it. Anyway, I was walking up the stairs at the stadium before she went on to help my wife get some stuff. And um, and this girl just out of the blue to my right, she said, I'll trade your, you're supposed to trade this, the like with people. So it's a community thing. I kind of dig it or whatever, but kind of a bummer because she goes, do you want to trade bracelets? Later, I found out I could have said no. My, my daughter was like, you just don't, you don't trade with everybody. But I felt bad. And I was like, yeah, so I gave her the cowboy like me one and then i got some our song which is mediocre at best really a disappointment then i found out she was doing it to basically everybody who walked by i think she was kind of lonely and so i think she was there by herself so then i felt kind of okay about it right then my youngest daughter made me a cowboy like me bracelet when i got back is this information that you need you're damn right it's information you need okay it's about families and fun on the way down to the concert, uh, driving by Berkeley uh, area, okay, um, Emeryville, if, if you're familiar. Anyway, there's a, a billboard for breast implants. Now, you might say, where's he going with this? I'll tell you where I'm going with this, and it's troubling, okay? I've seen, it's not like, it's what, whatever. There's breast implant billboards. This one said, uh, silicone breast implants, and then below 
in almost as big font, it said via the belly button. So it struck me as like they're actually talking about the procedure and they're laying it out on the billboard. Like just, we're going to, here's what we're going to do. We're going to cut a little thing and then we're going to shove a, a, a silicon uh, balloon and they're going to have to shove it. Am I right? I mean, through a belly button. If that's really legit, if they're going through the belly button, the cell is, of course, no scars around the area. I, I get it. That's fine. But on the billboard, is that the people like, well, I wasn't going to call, but then I realized if it's via the belly button, because that's not troubling at all that they're going to do a breast implant through the belly button. It's like a little too much information for the billboard. So we're going to size here, belly button, sew that bad boy up. You were an Audi, now you're an innie. Four hours later, you get yourself a date. And I, it's, it was a little too much information for me, breast implants. But, you know, somebody cracked that nut. They're like, how do we do this without going near the whole area? And somebody's like, what about the belly button? We should, there was a hole there originally. Why don't we just stuff it up through there and somehow guide it into place ever so gingerly? You will hear me on this podcast. Mm, I'm having a beer. It's in, it's in the evening. Okay. Um, <clears throat> if I ever say I'm having a beer and it's 7 a.m., call me. Just just email. Go listen. That's too far. Uh, you will hear me, or maybe you've heard me, but I will tell you there have been clients, not many, but there have been some clients where I'm like, listen, I need you to eat some less than healthy stuff over the weekend. And the reason is, is because I'm a small stepper. And so I'm always thinking the long game and long term. And I'm working with my clients in that regard. And so if I feel uh, that they're holding on too tight in the, in this case, in the food realm, but in any realm, like an exercise uh, or something, I will say, listen, we got to let off some pressure, let off some steam. And in the food realm, it's interesting. <clears throat> it's an interesting kind of reality because you might think, well, when you, if you want to eat healthy, you should eat healthy all the time. And here's, here's my issue with that. And here's why I'm not kidding when I say it is actually very important. It's actually, I f have come to believe it is crucial to not try to eat 100% healthy or what you perceive to be 100% healthy in the modern world. And here's why. Because unlike the wild, where we would not be having this discussion of like, do you guys feel like Italian or you know Mexican? I've been eating kind of okay, but maybe I can afford a brownie, you know, that kind of stuff. Gorillas are just, that's not what they do, but we're in the modern world and we have over our shoulder, just at a glance, is food that is engineered, not just to taste better, but literally to be addicted, addictive, like actually, like that's a real use of the word literally. It's, they're like, how can we get, McDonald's is like, how can, will this bring people back into the, into the, into our house multiple times at all hours? We're always, we always have that stuff. We don't, we're not in the wild where it's not even a, it's not even an option and there's no problem. I did that episode on, on choice, on re reducing choice. That's kind of this idea, but we can't reduce choice to that level living in the modern world, unless you were actually living in a cabin, you know, unibombering it, just that's your deal. In which case I, I can't help you, but I, but if you're just living in society and you have a family and you have Maybe you have kids, but you have a job and you go places and you're at parties and you have any kind of social life at all. <clears throat> there are things that you are going to see and be around that are going to take you out of a, um, a, a, a safety zone, or if you will, or something that it's going to take you out and make you go, uh, that looks good. And that's the moment. And so it has, be it has, 
really evolved in my in my practice over the many years I've been doing this to to like gosh you know I don't want you to be militant so about healthy eating and so um, you know it's okay I'm always like it's okay if you eat something less than healthy it's your most of the time you guys have heard me say that mot 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 it's your, most of the time so if you're tra- people go what do you eat when you travel Sid I go I'm whatever I, I mean I'm at a I'm at a freaking airport I'll get a whatever that's not my mod I don't really care and and it, and it's not only okay it's it's it doesn't tip the scales it, it really doesn't it doesn't make any difference your body's fine there's a certain argument to be had that that if you eat something that's a little tougher it kind of you know your body kind of learns how to deal with it and it, as long as you don't do it too much it can be kind of a hormetic stress kind of thing to not eat the perfectly whatever all the time and for me it's for years it was sort of it's okay to do that. And now I'm actually into the arena of it's necessary to do that. It's actually necessary. And I, I, I've been recently calling it releasing the valve because I think that what's happening is the pressure builds up and it doesn't build up in the wild because there is nothing to build up about. We would just be eating the stuff that we can find and we'd be darn thankful to find it in the first place and we'd eat it and then we'd go on our merry way. Then the modern world, because of the comparative reality, because there's always something over there that tastes better than the thing we're trying to do all the time because that's the way that food is is created in the modern world. It's technology, like I say, some of it. Some of it's natural, but some of it's technology. And if you've ever taken a class from me, you'll know that refined plants olive oil and the whatever this the white flour and the white sugar and the white rice and the protein powder white refined stuff and animal that we raise for food bred to be super duper fat not lean and gamey in the wild but just the thing that we do in the bacon that stuff is i just want people to think of te- as technology because it's it's so so far from natural and it does light our heads on fire and because that exists in there Part of the process of living a healthy and happy life, by the way, is releasing the valve sometimes and just being like, yeah, yeah, time and place appropriate or whatever. Just like, yeah, I'm going to have a little fun, a little more, little more fun. I mean, I want healthy eating to be fun for people, but let's face it, like I always say, it's not French fry love. It's I love a banana shake, but I don't French fry love it. You guys have heard me say that. But releasing the valve a little bit because what happens is either one of two things. You don't release the valve and the valve blows. And you go on a bend, a bender, and you, and then you're kind of, and then the whole, that whole rigmarole starts. You feel shitty about it, and then you eat worse, and then you give up, and you gain all the weight back. Or two, you don't release the valve, and you're miserable, and the stress of living that way day to day, and missing uh, social engagements, and thinking about food all the time and measuring and counting and weighing everything and being hyper-focused on your food is a nightmare. And then it's not happy. If, you're, if your goal is to be not only healthy, but happy, it to me, it's a necessity. Okay. It's a necessity. If you try to hold on too tight, something's going to give. And it could be that you pull off 100% uh, healthy eating. But again, I'll be willing to bet some amount of money that your social life is going to be take a hit your 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 work is going to take a hit your non-food life is going to take a hit your sleep is probably going to take a hit your physical health may oddly enough take a little hit because that level of chronic stress around anything is brutal on the body it's just the way that we're designed we're designed to deal with stress when it's in short bursts and deal with it well we're not designed to deal with repeated bursts of stress at such a frequency that we do not have ample time to recover in between the bursts. And that is the picture of chronic stress in the modern world. It is repeated bursts with insufficient time uh, and rest to recover. 
And so sometimes or not, well, however often that's up to you, but to consciously and intentionally release that valve. I'm going at this. I'm doing it. And I did have a client one time and I was like, listen, I want you to eat. Like she was going, she was watching a, a football game at home and with her husband, I was like, listen, eat less than healthy food. It's perfect. You have some junk food, but here's the difference. No guilt or shame around it. Why? Because it was a decision and a choice. And it was an intentional thing. It was like, I'm going to do this. And because there's an awareness attached to anything that you choose to do, not reactively, but actively, she enjoyed it more. And added bonus, next day, not hard for her to get back on the on the horse and, and eat healthy again. Wasn't a big deal. There was no reaction of shame and guilt and, oh my gosh, look what I did. Now I don't can't do it. I'm, I'm weak. And it was like, yeah, I did that by choice. Now I'm doing this by choice. And let's not talk about it too much because it's freaking boring. It's boring to talk about food. It is boring to talk about food objectively, but I like talking. No, you don't. You do not like talking about food. Mm. Thanksies and show notesies, everybody. Small steppers, small step summer. That's my uh, new, I changed the name. Anyways, uh, just sign up. If you're, if here's the thing, here's what, if you're at a point where you're like, I got to tighten my shit up. I'm, I'm get. I'm kind of putting on some weight. My energy's low. I'm not getting stuff done. My house is a little bit in chaos. There's stuff I want to get done. I want to write a book. I want to write up some songs. I want to learn how to dance. There's classes I always think about taking, and I'm always like, ah, I guess I'll just do that when X, Y, Z all lines up perfectly because that's how it works. That's that's a small step intensive. Or the online course, smallsteppers.com. But the intensive is the intensive. It's intensive. It's intensive. Thanks to Patreoners, and check the show notes for information. Okay. Time permitting, the title of this episode was Time Permitting in Three Acts. For act number one, Taylor Swift slash breast implants. Act two, release the valve. Third, time permitting. Here's, here's what I'm going to talk about, and it's this. In the mod- and again, the struggle of the human being, the, the modern human being, and we are living longer than we would in the wild, so that's fine. But see, it's because lions aren't eating us. But because of that, and we also we can find food and we have things that we can, wires that we can hook up to us that will keep us alive. But if you're looking for a quality of life that is uh, greater than what you have or a just a, to keep what you've earned, earned and worked for, we have to negotiate the demands of the modern world and we have to find holes within which to do the things that we want to do. I've been, again, been doing this a lot of years and I've had and I've worked with people who are ex- extremely busy, like, like massively busy. And I'm, by the way, sometimes I'm one of them recently, not so much. And I'm kind of having to grapple, grapple with that whole thing. But time permitting is the idea that I just don't have time. I just don't have time. I don't have time. I don't have time. I'm a, I got a busy schedule. I don't have time to take that class. I don't have time to play my guitar. I don't have time to write my story. And I am always advocating for a position of strength. I'm always advocating for a position of power such that you have, not have to, I wouldn't say that. Think about the idea of saying and admitting that you do have the time. Now, do you have eight hours to play, you know, to write a story when you have a job that is 10 hours, including your commute? Probably not if you want to get any kind of amount of sleep that's going to keep you kind of rolling and not tanking. But... Do you have time to do five, 10 minutes? I've, I've worked with the busiest people that would blow your mind. You'd be like, holy crap, and they're still getting it done. You want to know why? Because the mindset changes and they admit they do have the time. Everybody listening to this, I do not need to know you personally. 
Everybody listening to this has time to do the things that they want to do. 100% guaranteed. 100% guaranteed. If you actually looked at, and some of the work I do, by the way, in the client realm is kind of like a consultant. It's like having fresh eyes that you that you can kind of, I have perspective that you nobody has in their own lives, including me, to kind of look at and kind of say, well, what about there right there? Like, see when you did that, because we're so locked into our routines and our day-to-day kind of thoughtless kind of actions that sometimes it's good to have somebody look at, and this isn't a sell for me necessarily, it's just a you could do it yourself, but it takes a conscious effort to leave. Okay, well, I'm going to look at what I do. And if you're already busy, that can be tough, but you can ask your spouse. You could say, look at what I'm doing in the morning. Is there a more efficient way to do this? There are ways that, that you can either adjust the current routines that you do and behaviors to make things more efficient. That's 100% true. But there's also probably holes that exist now that you don't see. And it could be because you pick up your phone as soon as there's a hole. And is it more of an effort to do something instead of look at your phone? Yes. Yeah, it is. And how many times have I said hard work? And I'm probably going to do a hard work episode uh, pretty soon too. Again, because it's like when we can get over this idea that I'm trying to not do, it's like, it just is hard. It's just hard. There is hard work associated with living well and harder work in the modern world, I would say, again, because of the well, that looks so that's cool. And I don't have to do that because I can sit on my couch and order pizza to come through the door. So I don't have to move. I don't have to look for food. You know, it's, it's, we've created a technologically diverse society where most and lots of our technology, self-driving cars, we're just removing our, our own effort on purpose. We're, we're, we're exerting effort so that the end game is you don't have to do as much. And that's a weird thing because it's, anti anti happiness and health i was reading an article um they found a um a letter that christopher columbus uh wrote um he's a he's a great guy christopher my god what a friendly fella i mean really great like really just kind of anywho he came across this he's not a great guy he's not a great guy sorry i know right but he wrote this letter to the king of freaking whatever spain and he's like hey listen i came across these people and one of the remarks he made was they're very happy with little or like a lot less. And I was like, yeah, because that's oddly enough, that's our design. I mean, we, we are, so it's such a weird thing, but we want to accumulate thinking that's going to make us happy when the exact opposite is happy. It's such a weird thing. It's kind of like how people think that healthy eating is restrictive. It's like, is it less tasty than junk food? Yeah, and it's better. Your life gets better the better you eat if you can release the valve sometimes. It, it, it actually is a fact. But anyways, right now he goes, yeah, they're, they're happy and they're like really giving and they're very generous people. And then he just stole some of them and took them home. I'm gonna just, you guys are awesome. I'm just gonna take you, 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 you and you. Here, come, I'm gonna shackle you, put you on the boat. How do you, how is it in the name of religion? Mm. You have time. You have time. I believe it is best to just say, I have time. If you are kind of like looking, oh, now, once I get here, I'm going to do this thing. If you go, I could do that right now. I could actually do that right now. I actually have the time to do that right now. Maybe not a huge amount, but I could, I could, I could definitely, I notice that I'm on the, what it does is it infuses awareness just by saying, I bet I have time to do this right now. Then you're looking. 
right? Then you're looking at your day, you're getting up and instead of making a freaking two eggs and bacon and toast and buddy, blend up some fruit in a blender, which takes three minutes, you rinse it out and you're on your way. And then you have 15 minutes extra time to literally either sleep in longer, which is kind of cool, but maybe to work on your novel for 15 minutes before work and tell me that doesn't change your mood going into work, knowing that you did something to make yourself happy. That's outside of work. Admitting you have the time because I know that you do. I know that you do. Excuses are weighing us down. They're not even factual. They're not based in reality. They are things that allow us in the moment to give ourselves an unearned break. I'd definitely do it if I had the time. We know better. We know. It's like I'm genetically inclined to waking. You know better. You know better. So admitting that you have the time allows you the ability to look at your life, see some places that you could pop in there. You don't have to do it today. You really don't. But the no, but the looking at it you could do today, you don't even have to start playing the guitar yet. But you could go, oh, you know what? I realize I get home and I, you know, pop on my thing. And I if I just cut into my Netflix by seven minutes, I could play guitar for seven minutes and then I'd still get to watch my Netflix. It really is, a, it is an absolute reality and it is an absolute game changer to just admit that you have the time to do the things that you want to do and it gets you to start looking and then following that, the doing. One, two, three, four. The winter's broken. It's promise again. When I woke up to it, Seemed it was taking a break Might have passed through lazy days On cloudless afternoons When it left, it left me chewing On thoughts as thick as rain As the winter broke in its promise again Oh 